Everybody wants to feel love. Some people will do just about anything for love. Others will do just about anything for money. Catfishing can be a billion dollar industry. Lives can come crashing down as they fall in love with someone who is a complete, total stranger. Catfishing is a deceptive activity where an individual creates a fake or fictional identity. It can be on social networking services such as Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. Catfishing can target a specific victim. While not all catfishing schemes are nefarious, some schemes are designed to con victims out of money or valuable personal information. It's a romance scam. And Canada has the third highest number of catfishing reports globally, which is very concerning. Some possible signs that you could be catfished are that the person avoids communication. Their profile pictures never seem to change. They never want to talk to you in person or never want to meet up. And it's horrible because they create this fake persona to trick people who are usually looking for love. Now, I'd like you to sit back and relax as you listen to the Amethyst podcast. In this episode, I will be interviewing my mom and we will be discussing our views on catfishing. Today, here with me, I have Angela, my mom. Hello. So what is dating exactly? Dating is a stage of a romantic relationship during which two individuals meet socially in order to assess each other's suitability as a potential partner for in a future relationship. So in online dating, it's a practical way to date. It's convenient. There's a variety of a lot of people that you can meet from different parts of the world, and you can feel more open. And because we're in a pandemic, you can have a lower risk of, you know, coming in contact with other people. However, there are some cons such as you may attract the wrong people. It might not. They might not have serious intentions and people having fake identities. It is where people pretend to be someone who they're not. So it's where they have a fake identity and they basically create this facade of someone who they're not. Yeah, exactly. Well, with catfishing, um... You basically, there's like different forms of it where you're basically luring someone into a fake relationship that's not actually real. It's not a real relationship because it's online. Both men and women can experience, as well as people who have anxiety problems, are more prone to um, be a victim of catfishing. And so I think there's a lot of people who are victims that are elderly as well, and also people who are um, more isolated. Mm-hmm. I think there's higher statistics and both those kinds of people and young people as well. Like it's, it's, it's all over. Yeah. Well, it's also affected, um, a lot of young teenagers because they want to, you know, explore dating and I'm a teenager and there's even a case that we'll get into later about how this girl was fooled into catfishing. And so, yeah, there's just different, um, people that can be affected by it. Like you said, Mm-hmm. Now, there's two scenarios that I want to talk about, and the first one I want to talk about is a story about this woman named Jenny, and she was catfished by this Indian man, and so what happened was Jenny was catfished by him because he posted a picture and photos of this English man, and he said he was, like, really young, like 25 years old, and his name was Michael James. However, she later found out that as they were talking that he was not who he said he was. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's, it's pretty shocking. And um, I saw the little clip of it. And 
just the fact that she would even knowingly after find out and then still go with the person who um, was catfishing her is quite shocking that even knowing that it was actually not the person who it appeared to be who represented them at all. It was a totally different person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite shocking and, and surprising that she would still be, um, in my opinion, lonely enough and just still got this ideal of love. Yeah. And um, even knowing that he conned her that way, he still she still wanted the relationship with the person who she found out the next person was, the second person who fooled her all along. Well, behind that mask, it's like as if he's wearing a mask and he says he's not who he really is. Yeah. Right? And then even though he took off that and said, you know, this is who I am, she still wanted to be with him. Does she really want to be with him when he could have lied to her about everything and anything? Well, that's the thing. Like, what else would there be? I mean, if he's if he's so good to con her the first time, what what's the next con going to be? Yeah, and the thing is, is that she said when they started getting real feelings, he confessed that he was actually from India and he was 30 years old, which is not his age he originally said and is not where he from where he was originally from. And so his name was actually even different. His name was Samit. They ended up getting together, but it's just crazy how he posted someone else because he was afraid that Jenny wouldn't accept him because he was Indian. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, they do end up having a mixed union relationship, which is okay. But when you have those lies within that relationship, mm-hmm. I feel it's really wrong that mm-hmm. they didn't tell... He didn't. He wasn't up front and said right. who he was. Yeah. Because not being up front is like an unhealthy relationship it's a Mm -hmm. it's a form of lying and being deceitful right yeah i i see that point and so another case that i wanted to talk about that recently in the media chris anderson aka the Birdman, and he was an nba player in colorado and he was 33 years old and paris a 17 year old young girl aspiring to be an actress model from california was really liking this guy And so she ends up trying to hit him up on Facebook and texting him. And from texting, went to messaging, went to selfies, went to nude photos. And it's just a lot of sharing of information. But what are your thoughts on, like, what you think about people not knowing who they are when they're thinking they know that person? Yeah, well, this this case in particular, I I asked you to show me some more information on it. And it was quite concerning because what happened was um, it led into... Child pornography is what they ended up charging the NBA player on because um, she was sharing underage photos with him, nude photos. Mm -hmm. And that's very serious. And as it turned out, it all was orchestrated through actually a third-party person. It was actually a girl, and she was remote. And so it's a bit complicated to understand. What happened was he thought he was texting the girl Mm -hmm. but he wasn't he was texting this other girl and this other girl was the mastermind behind it all she was controlling the whole thing and she was texting him they both thought they were sending each other the same text but they weren't they were actually going through another third individual who was writing all the texts as if she was each person so that's really scheming yeah, and her name was Shelly Charter, and so she was a Cree woman who was 33 years old, and she lived in Easterville, Manitoba in Canada, and like you said previously, that she masterminded this whole scheme. Part of her scheme was that she played this other character. She played like 
three different characters as well while texting between um, the NBA player and the 17-year-old girl, Paris. What she did was she posed as this game professional gamer named Tom Taylor. And she said to the Paris 17-year-old girl, you know, I can have you guys meet. I know you really like this guy. But she was actually pretending to be another guy. So she wasn't even saying that who she was. Then she even orchestrated it that they got to meet. They were planning to have a getaway weekend and have a little fling together, which is wrong because she was 17 and he was 33 at the time. He thought she was 21. Yeah, so what's most concerning about this is that um, children being involved or t- young young adults being involved and how do we use this situation as an example to educate people, young people, to not get in this situation because it's very serious um, police were involved and charges were laid international and laws. his his career was ended and it's it's just a very sad messy awful situation if you're a young girl and you think that somebody likes you and you're texting them and you're emailing them and you're communicating with them you know, how, what ways can we in future protect the young and understand that this can happen? Well, yeah, like it could have been to, it could have happened to any one of my friends because I'm, you know, around that age of being a teenager. She was 17, I'm 18. And like just imagining her sending nudes to someone and then also this Shelly girl, she played as Tom Taylor. She actually said, she sent threatening letters saying, I'm going to share your nudes all around the world. I'm going to put them on social media she even put her address on there and like all this abusive messaging she got from this tom taylor now because she wanted to exploit her and yet she was a young teenager so that would be considered child pornography Mm -hmm. very serious yeah Mm -hmm. and so what happened was between the reason why she got all these threatening messages from the tom taylor guy which was actually shelly it was because she said that she was going to go see a Blake Griffin player play a basketball game. Then that infused this whole thing of like, oh, I'm going to have you, you know, murder. I'm going to have you abused. I'm going to send nasty text messages to you. And started, she started abusing her, mm-hmm. which was horrible. Well, she tried to con her into doing something. Yeah, right? she was Stealing something or something. Yeah. She tried to con her into doing it. It um, was like exploiting so. her information. She wanted her to go down and find out this game yeah. stuff. And then she even tried conning the NBA player out of money later Mm -hmm. on, right? Because she played as the mother. Mm -hmm. She even sent an email to the NBA player saying, this is, you've done this to my daughter, even though it wasn't the mother at all. Mm -hmm. And she only got 18 months in the end. Yeah. She only got 18 months and that was it. And not very remorseful, like over what she did and how she destroyed lives and not not very um well she even she even catfished um she catfished 11 victims over three years even Mm -hmm. which is even more shocking so even Mm -hmm. though this case is nationwide i think because this individual was an nba player and this girl was a teenager at the time it got more media coverage than other catfishing stories do well i think there should be something I mean, I don't know how people or parents or schools can set up systems where it recognizes certain things. I mean, I know there's some parental controls in place, but I think there should be more Mm -hmm. because, you know, a lot of people were affected by this and a lot of people do get conned and this catfishing thing is is quite terrible. This Shelly Charter woman, what happened when she was like the main 
messenger in between them. So when Paris sent a message to Chris, so when she sent a nude to Chris thinking it was him, it was really going to Shelly, who then relayed the version of the message or the news to Chris and vice versa. So it was going through this instant communicator message, which is crazy because you're thinking that you're sending this information just with one other rich individual, not a whole nother person who knows your whole story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The following events prompted an 18-month investigation, and then Shelley was arrested in January of 2013, and then she was arrested for accusation of a number of offenses, including impersonation, extortion, threats, and fraud, and possession of transmission of child pornography. So, like you said, we need to make sure that younger teenagers, and even boys and girls, need to be educated on, you know, this is not, this may not be who you think they are. Yeah, it's almost like it should be part of the main school system of education, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, when you're a teenager, of course, you think, oh, that'll never happen to me. Mm-hmm. But um, Well, yeah, a lot of teenagers are oblivious, too. It's almost like they should work it into the schooling education system about mm-hmm. this catfishing. You know, some kind of class to, to have people know about it. Yeah, I agree. Well, they could even implement it in sex education because you're supposed to be learning about, mm-hmm. you know, yourself and who you are and who you identify as. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if you feel that someone is not who they say they are, then that's something you should be concerned about. So, yeah, I think it's important that teenagers and people in general just be aware of who is out there on social media and just look into those profiles before you go ahead and, you know, want to go ahead and date them. Just see who they are. Absolutely. Yeah, so thank you for talking with me today. Mm -hmm. I really had a great time. Mm -hmm. Very serious conversation, very serious information. Yeah, it's it's a very heavy topic, topic, but very important to talk about. And thank you everyone for tuning in today and listening to our podcast episode. Y'all have a good night.